With Capella University's FlexPath learning format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show. James, James, James. Yeah. Do you think I'm smart? I do think you're smart, Jay. I think you're very, I think, you know, smart is not what people think. Right. So, you know, when people say, oh, he's, he's so smart, he went to Harvard or whatever, like, that's BS. That just means he had good grades in high school and maybe he was a good athlete or he did charity work. You know, maybe he could be smart, but look, I know a lot of people went to good schools. I went to a pretty good school. There was mostly stupid people at <laughs> college. Graduate school had very smart people in it. Right. And I, that's why I got thrown out because I was the stupid one. Like, you know, and there's a saying in poker, if you can't find the weakest player at the table, it means you're the weakest player at the table. I was the weakest student in grad school, which is why ultimately I got thrown out. Well, I mean, like, well, there's also a saying, I don't know if you agree with this. There's a saying in Chinese, even though you are really smart when you were younger, when you were older, that might not be the case. Well, it's a different kind of smart. I mean, a lot of great writers wrote their best work when they were older because they were emotionally smarter. And I'm not going to argue about whether what's the difference between intelligence and emotional intelligence, but basically I'm really annoyed. I saw this video. My kids were watching this video, how to be smarter. And the first thing it said was, uh, learn more vocabulary words. And I thought that is such bullshit for a lot of reasons. Like right. for it just, just because you have a fancy vocabulary doesn't mean you're smart. It means you just appear smart. It doesn't mean you're actually intelligent. And in fact, the best writers, uh, there's something called the, the Fisher Kincaid scale, right. the, the, your FK score, which sounds kind of <laughs> perverted, but, uh, you can, if you Google your, what's your, what's my FK score, there's various FK calculators on the world wide web and right. you could cut and paste a document into this and it'll tell you what grade level you wrote at. Well, I did this with old man in the sea, which, uh, you know, was Ernest Hemingway's arguably his greatest work. He wrote at like a fifth grade level, most right. great works of writing done by really intelligent people. And I do think Ernest Hemingway was very intelligent and deserved his Nobel prize in literature. Most very intelligent people write at around a fifth or sixth grade level because they're intelligent enough to know that if they have good ideas and a good story to tell, they want it to be readable. One time I had an entrepreneur, he, he wrote a document and I couldn't read it. I put it through the FK score. It was at like an 18th grade level. Like he was just trying to act smart. And I said, you have to rewrite this and make it at a 
tops a sixth grade level. See, I'm, be- I'm just I'm just really curious. Like I have seen a couple proposals before. Like I would say eighty percent of the words I don't understand. Like why? I'm just curious. Why do you think people want to be that kind of smart way? Like why do people think that they are smart if they write it like that? Because most people don't want to do the actual work in their brain to be intelligent. And so they take a shortcut, which is not the same as skipping the line. They take a shortcut so that they appear intelligent. When you go to school, everybody thinks, oh, I'm going to learn a lot when I go to college or Mm -hmm. a good school or whatever. But learning is not the same as intelligence. Like I could learn, let's say I go to college and I take a class on the Vietnam War. I'll learn all of the history of the Vietnam War. And I might even learn some, you know, experts opinions. So I might even have very smart and intelligent opinions that I can quote. And that's what I learned. I learned, oh, the Vietnam War, we didn't really fight. So we weren't trying to win, blah, blah. I can learn an opinion, not just facts. People think, oh, in school, I just learned facts. No, you can also learn analysis and opinions, but that still doesn't make you smart. Being intelligent is about discovering things, not about learning things. It's not just learning facts. It's learning other people's opinions, other people's perspective on an event or learning a formula to do calculus. A lot of people learn calculus, but never really understand what it's used for. And so they don't really discover anything new. They just memorize a bunch of formulas and maybe the end particularly younger people are very good at calculating things in their head. So they learn the formulas in calculus, but they never discover for themselves what calculus could be used for. They never discover, like, here's an example of real intelligence. Let's say you saw the events in Afghanistan the other day, and you said to yourself, you know what? This is just like how the Vietnam War ended up. And after the Vietnam War, you can think to yourself, well, other countries sort of lost faith in the power of the United States. And there was, uh, what was uh, in the late seventies, there was a so-called malaise, almost like a low grade depression that swept across America Mm -hmm. because other countries weren't really treating us like the greatest country in the world. And ultimately that led to the, you know, it culminated in the Iran hostage situation in, in 1980. So you could say to yourself, oh, maybe this Afghanistan thing, maybe the next few years, we're gonna experience something like this where the rest of the world doesn't really trust us in a military sense, maybe. I'm not saying that's the case or not. I'm just saying someone who's intelligent will look at events or look at any situation and neurons will start firing and they'll make weird connections. Right. For instance, when COVID began, I would not have expected that a huge, huge business would be making, you know, manufacturing hospital gowns. But, you know, I know some people who made millions and millions of dollars completely converting their factory into a factory that went from making sweaters to making hospital gowns. And, you know, that is intelligent. They, they understood what was happening and they made the best move and decisions to maximize their opportunities. Whereas other people just complained like, oh, I can't work and blah, blah, blah. And nothing wrong with that either. It's just that intelligence is hard. Just like if you wanted to build muscle, you have to really work at it. Like, you know, maybe an hour a day of lifting weights with a trainer and it's very painful. Well, becoming intelligent is the same thing. It's not just about, oh, I just need the correct formula and then I could do this. Or I always get get easy A's because I have a perfect memory or blah, blah, blah. Being intelligent is about taking that extra leap with their brain and doing things that no one else is doing, discovering 
new things with the information you have. Everybody can learn information. And there's a saying, information is power. So more information is only powerful if you know how to use it, if you're actually intelligent. Intelligence is not about how much you've learned or where you've learned or what you've learned. Intelligence is always about discovery, taking that next step and discovering something new. Don't take the lazy way and just like read something and now you know it. Use your brain. And you know, it's interesting, we're coming out of this political season last year, nobody used their brain. Everybody was either a, a Republican or a Democrat. And if you were one of the 60 million Republicans, you all believed in the exact same menu of items. Well, and if I mean, you were if you were one of the 60 million Democrats, you all you believed in the exact same you all believed in the same thing. And Pip, you you even told me you knew somebody who decided people's moral uh oh, yeah. morality if based on what political, political party they're in. Yeah, well, it's also like people are lazy, you know? Like people, you know, people are staying at home for way too long, so they just they just lazy because they don't want to think about all the other stuff. They don't want to argue with themselves to find uh right well that's a good way to put it by the way arguing with yourself because intelligence is related to skepticism mm -hmm. think about this for a second you and i both know the earth is not flat right wait but you sure do, well no how do we know that like how do we actually know that if you went back in to 500 ad right. how would you convince people that the earth is not flat i don't know uh if 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 I would do it, if I would be, if I would be able to explain it, because if I look outside the window, I can't see that the earth is curving, right? Yeah. The horizon's far away and I can't see beyond it, but I don't know what that, maybe just the world ends then. I don't know. Well, didn't someone make, um, I forgot which famous people like back then, back then I, I saw this uh, a while ago. So he did an experiment. So what he did is he will build two towers with the same height, but they will, they will make it like far apart. And then they will use this the the sun shadow to see how much curvature is the earth. Right. So think about it. It took two thousand years of everybody thinking the the world was flat before someone discovered. He constructed an experiment, and I talk about doing experiments in my latest book. Skip the line. He, he constructed an experiment, and he discovered something new. Not only something that was new for him, but new for the entire world. That's a special kind of intelligence when you could discover something new for the entire world right google is a great example larry page of course is a very intelligent guy so for decades scientific papers have a ranking so if other good scientific papers refer to your paper then your paper is a good scientific paper larry page looked at that and said huh why don't we make a search engine like that up until that point up until google all the search engines were just like, oh, if this article mentions the word motorcycle a lot, it must be about motorcycles. That's how all the search engines worked. But Larry Page took a decades old algorithm for ranking academic papers. And then he was like, hmm, this is not just a fact or this is not just interesting information. I can make the world's best search engine with this. He didn't even, he wasn't even thinking about money. He tried, they tried to sell Google for $750,000 to Yahoo and Yahoo like rejected it. But, uh, so I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. How would you, how would you correlate intelligence and creative thinking? I don't know if they, they are the same or not because like no, they are, they are, they very much are because creativity means you're creating something new. If right. you're like, if you're a writer and you write the same thing, everyone else is writing, chances are 
your book's not good or your article's not good. Mm -hmm. But if you're writing something new, a intelligently, you've noticed something about the world in a different way than other people. You, you, you used all your information from 30, 40, 50 years of living and you boiled it up in a pot and came up with a new discovery that you wanted to share. Maybe a big discovery, maybe a small discovery, maybe a new way of saying some story about your life that would be interesting to people. You write it and it's creative because it's new and maybe even there's unexpected. Like one thing I always enjoyed in my writing is surprising people, like saying something about myself that nobody would have expected. Right. Being able to do the unexpected on a regular basis is part of intelligence. That's because you discover something that's unexpected and you either do it or say it or communicate it in some way. So how do you practice creative thinking? Because for me, for the longest time, you know, I'm from, I'm from Asia. Asians' educations back when I was growing up, it's all about studying and memorizing facts and memorize numbers and memorize formula. So I think we sort of just ignore the creative thinking part. So I'm yeah. trying to get back the, I'm trying to learn more about the creative thinking part. What do you think is the best way or the most practical way to, you know, learn the creative thinking part? And again, it's difficult. It's like, yeah. I, I don't, I tried working out with a trainer and it was too painful for me. I didn't like it. So, you know, it's, it's a commitment to make yourself intelligent and creative. And, and, and also, again, you have to be able to communicate your intelligence or else you're not intelligent. If you cannot, right. as Einstein said, if you cannot explain something simply, then you don't truly understand it. I do think that intelligence though can be trained. And the reason I think this is, as you know, and as many of the listeners know, I recently had COVID and I had a really bad case of it. And I still have, I guess, symptoms. There's like sometimes some symptoms linger for months. So I still have like this brain fog. I noticed I actually became less intelligent. Like I remember at one point I was arguing with somebody that 250,000 times 25 was 10 million and, mm -hmm. and it's 6.25 million, but something in my brain, I took, so, rather than calculate, like do the extra step of actually calculating the multiplication problem, I just took some weird shortcut because my brain was not ready to push. And I still have that kind of brain fog. I could see it in my chest. Well, again, my chest rating fell two or three standard deviations and now it's bouncing back. But I, it was like my brain did not want to push itself. So I started exercising my brain to get it back up to speed because I didn't know how long this brain fog would last. And again, that doesn't mean I read books uh, or watched videos about history or that. All that stuff's fine. If you like learning things and, and like learning about, you know, World War II or learning about, uh, uh, you know, something in history or something in science, go for it because an intelligent person will take everything they've learned and use it in their intelligence to create something completely new. Right. But here's what I did. First off, I did uh, logic puzzles. So you ever, um, uh, I'll, I'll give you a puzzle. You ready for a puzzle? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you ever hear of um, the island of truth tellers and liars? Oh, is that the one that like one person will tell you a truth and one person will tell you a lie and then you have to figure out where you're supposed to go based on that statement. Right. I heard about yeah. it, but I, I'm very bad at it. All right, I'll give you like a, a basic uh, the island of, it might not be basic, but I'll give you a, a puzzle from the island of, right, right, right. everybody is either a truth teller, they always tell the truth, right. or a liar. They always lie. They never tell the truth. They always right. lie. So a guy who's nothing arrives at the island and he sees two people and he happens to know that one of them is a liar and one of them is a truth teller. Right. And so they go up to them and per, let's call them 
person one and person two. Person one says, person two is going to tell you that she's a liar. So per, remember, person one says, person two is going to tell you that she's a liar. Okay. Now you have to tell me which one's the truth teller and which one's the liar. Wait, did the person, wait, so the person two not going to say anything yet? Person two didn't say anything. Just person one said, person two is going to tell you she's a liar. What is person one and what is person two? I think person one is the liar and person two is the truth teller. Yes. Why? Uh, you have to tell me why. Oh, shit. I, I thought, <laughs> maybe, lucky. maybe you're just guessing. I, I'm literally just guessing because he said that the second person would tell the person he's a liar. But if, if he is telling the truth, then he would just say that he is a liar. You know, he would just, he wouldn't say like he's telling uh, the other no, person he's a liar. Close, close. I'll just, I'll just skip ahead. Right. And <laughs> nobody on the island of truth tellers and liars can ever say, I'm a liar. Yes. Because if you're, if you're a liar, you wouldn't tell the truth and say you're a liar. Yeah. You would say you're a truth teller. Right. And, uh, and if you're a truth teller, you'll say, I'm a truth teller. So yeah. no one can say I'm a liar. So when this person said, when person one said that person two was going to say, Hey, I'm a liar. Person one was lying. So right. person one's the liar. Person two was the truth teller. I got it. I'm but, so proud. <laughs> yes, you got it right. And so this guy, Raymond uh, Smolian, made all these books with like these logic puzzles. And, you know, he was really into the, the island of truth tellers and, and liars. But that's like an example of a logic puzzle. There's many uh, types of logic puzzles. Right. So logic puzzles, you are sort of discovering something new. It's that light, light, you know, there's an image of a light bulb when you, aha, when you figure it out, that's you discovering something new. It's different. That feeling of the light bulb moment, the aha moment is a different feeling than learning facts and opinions. And I could learn all day long what, you know, my favorite economist thinks and why, and then I could repeat his or her arguments and seem really smart, but it doesn't actually make me intelligent. Intelligence is only when you learn all of these things and then use them to discover something new. So like, if you put it that way, I, you know, I, I'm not smart, so I'm trying to be smart. If you put it that way, does that mean like, more intelligence people will always think of a cost and effect. Yeah, you're going to think several moves ahead. Like even in this very basic puzzle about the liars and truth tellers, you have to go through imagining them right. saying, I'm a liar and what that means. And then you have an aha moment. Oh, they can't say that. So one way of exercising your intelligence is doing lots of puzzles. Another way, which you know I prefer, is doing games. If you're playing poker, and somebody bets, you have to figure out what kind of hand does this person have that they're betting this way and how have they bet in the past? Like what information do I have? This is a great example where you learn some information, but then you have to use it to actually put money on the line and either bet against them or bluff or raise them to, cause you think they're bluffing. So you have, there's a lot of information you learn in, in a several hours you're playing with people and you use that information to discover new things about them that allow you to win money from them in poker or backgammon or chess or any card game. So games are a good safe way, an easy way to practice your intelligence. I highly recommend chess or checkers or backgammon or poker, these sorts of games. Like other games are a little simpler. Like I always think a good game or a good sport even 
is when there's 20, at least 20 skill levels where if you're at skill level X, you could beat someone at skill level X minus one, two out of three times. So if you're like in the 10th skill level for tennis or golf, you could beat someone who's in the ninth or the 11th skill level uh, uh, two out of three times. And there should be at least 20 different skill levels for a game to be interesting, in my opinion. So let's say if people doesn't like doing logic puzzle, people doesn't like to play a game, can they start arguing with themselves to be smarter? I think about that too. But the problem is for the past 25 years, I've been a salesman. Sometimes I'm such a good salesman, I'm afraid I'm convincing myself of something that's not true. I always have to make sure I'm not smoking crack. With a puzzle book, you're either right or you're wrong. With a game, you either win or you lose. There's no BS. And even then, I mean, most poker players I know think they are better than they actually are. People still bullshit themselves into thinking they're better than they are. So I think it's very dangerous, I think, if you're just arguing with yourself. But if you do the exercise I always recommend, write 10 ideas a day, that's a no BS thing also. Like, did you really write 10 ideas? Did your brain sweat by idea number seven or eight? That's also a good exercise. So, so far we have puzzles, games, writing 10 ideas. And again, the 10 ideas could be anything. My 10 ideas today were 10 ways to practice getting smarter. And it really is, you have to set aside the time and you have to practice. I study chess, you know, every single day. I set aside the time. I've identified what the micro skills are to chess and I have a training regimen that I do and I study it every day or, and, and I write every day. And usually we do a podcast every day yeah. and each podcast, I try to do something that no other podcast has done. Like, like having uh, an Asian on. Yeah. Very few podcasts have <laughs> Asians on. I don't know why there's a 2 billion Asians in the world, but not a single podcast except mine has an Asian on it. Well, uh, see, I have a question. So you say you did a ten ten ideas, uh, ten ideas a day on how to be smart. I'm just curious, will you be able to share some of yours? Well, this is it, like puzzles, games, and here uh, the ten ideas a day. Certainly, when I started, and I've told the story a million times, but when I first started doing that ten ideas a day, I was so depressed. I was not creative at all. I w- and I'll talk about more about this in a second. But the, once I started doing that ten ideas a day, not only did I start having better and better ideas for businesses, for books, for how, what people I should get in touch with, how, what kind of connections I should make. But I just was happier. Like when you're intelligent and creative, you're just happier. It's, it's funny because when you said that, so like I also did uh, 10 uh, ideas a day uh, practice with my friends actually usually. So like I was depressed for a long time because you know my, uh, the studio I work with closed and then I haven't uh, officially jumped to your podcast yet. Uh, be be your engineer yet? Um, so like I was just depressed then, and then I started talking to my friends about having ideas, and then that month is like the best month for me because we just discuss ideas. And also, I think it's also very important to if you do do ten ideas a day with your friends, you have to find friends that doesn't shoot down any ideas. Yeah, no, people have to be because the thing is, it's stupid to sh- sh- shoot down ideas. A yes most ideas are bad. Like that's the whole point of ideas. It's both a quantity game and a quality game. It's not, you, again, you have to practice a lot all the time. It's not like you, it's, it's like lifting weights again. It's not like you lift weights for a month and then you're, that's it. You're done. You did it. Congratulations. You're, you're ripped now. You're sliced. You're jacked. You're shredded. You've got all the muscles in the world. You've got a, a six pack, an eight pack, whatever. Uh, you have to keep doing it every day to maintain it. It's the same thing with intelligence. So whether it's puzzles, games, doing 10 ideas a day, 
Another thing, try to think of things that you do routinely and do them a little different. So Jay, when you brush your teeth in the morning, maybe you use your right hand, try using your left hand. When, you know, you, you, when you walk in the street, maybe say hi to twice as many people. Uh, maybe you see someone's birthday on one of your Facebook friends. And instead of just putting a like, you know, actually call them and say, I just figured I'm going to call you this time instead of just putting a like on your birthday right. announcement. So try to do like five to 10 things different uh, today, each day. And that exercise the intelligence because you have to kind of improv on the fly. Okay. The next thing on my list was whatever you read, make analogies or try to figure out Whoa. what's, what's going on. So like, like I said, gave that example about, oh, if you read the news about Afghanistan yesterday, uh, you can maybe say, Hey, that's a little, a little like what happened with the Vietnam war, what happened after the Vietnam war, make an analogy and you could start discovering things. Again, you're not just borrowing someone else's opinion. Uh, you know, oh, what does, what do the latest Republicans say? What do the latest Democrats say? Don't do that. Just look at what happened. Look at the headline and try to figure out, well, what happened and what does this, what might this mean? Like, for instance, there's a news story today that I guess Biden was meeting with the Putin or the Russian leader and they had the Russian clock and the U.S. clock. And I've only read the headline and they were three hours apart, but really they should be two hours apart. So people are trying to figure out why it was just a, a staged photo and they're very agitated. And so what does it mean? Well, yes, it's a staged photo probably. So there's not much there, but what other things could it mean? Like does Biden or the, the U S not know what time it is in Russia or does Russia not know what time it is in the U S like you just start thinking about what everything means. And instead of just trying to learn the facts, Oh, everybody's outraged about this. So I should be outraged. Uh, like JK Rowling last year made headlines when she said something about trans women being different than biological women. Well, I hear a lot of people just arguing either for or against JK Rowling. But if I ask them any questions, they don't have any answers. They don't know what really happened. Right. So do the ex do the work, figure out what this means. And then it's not such a hard problem. Okay. One person was born a certain way. The other person was not born biologically this way, but maybe in some societal conceptual way, you could argue they're the same. And, and what does it mean? Should they be allowed in female Olympic sports? Maybe not. Should they be allowed in the women's bathroom? Maybe who knows, but there's, you could think about things in a nuanced way. You don't just have to argue everyone else's opinion. Yes, it's totally true. Airbnb has changed my life. If anything, they have made my life so much better. Like I used to live in Airbnbs. I, I lived in over 100 or 200 different Airbnbs over a three-year period, and I loved it. I, loved, I became a really good guest of Airbnbs, and I got to know lots of hosts. So when I initially owned a house, I, of course, the first thing I thought was I'm going to turn my house into an Airbnb because I travel a lot. So why leave my house unused when I can make a side income by letting others Airbnb my house or come to stay in my house as guests and having my own Airbnb or, or being a host for Airbnb has allowed me to do just that. And I've met other hosts. I've actually spoken at Airbnb's host conference. I think it was in 2017. I met so many just nice hosts. It's a great community. And I love 
you know, turning my own home into an Airbnb. Like I'm traveling to Austin next month. My home's going to be an Airbnb while I'm away and I'll stay in an Airbnb. I'd rather stay in like a three-story house Airbnb than in one tiny hotel room in, in the middle of Austin during South by Southwest. So listen, while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who are just letting their house sit empty, who've never thought about it or didn't realize their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, then you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Daylight savings time is starting up again. Okay, podcast is over. That's all you needed to know. But why do we have uh, daylight savings time? Answer, to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting your clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day that initial, when we initially start daylight savings. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. This is such a brilliant idea for a business, and ZipRecruiter did it. So ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. I've used ZipRecruiter particularly as a potential employee, and I still to this day get messages every day. James Aldacher, would you like to apply to be VP of entertainment at NBC or whatever. So there's just nonstop emails. Like I got five or six emails today because of because a year ago I signed up for ZipRecruiter. So spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, listen, men's health is important. Men act all cocky and like they don't need anything. But the reality is, as you get older, there's some things you need. And it often feels like we're too busy to take care of our health problems. Like I'd rather do anything then go to the doctor or the dentist or the pharmacy or whatever. But now you don't have to waste your time if you use HIMS. HIMS, H-I-M-S, HIMS is changing men's healthcare by providing simple and convenient access to science-backed treatments for erectile dysfunction, hair loss, weight loss, and more. The entire process is 100% online, so you get a new routine of improving your overall health faster. Jay, you listening to all this? Yes, I definitely gonna use him for now. Not on. that you need it. You're you're young and healthy, James. I'm 35. You, you're getting there. You might you might need it. Who knows? But if prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free and indiscreet packaging. No insurance is needed. You can manage your plan on the Hims app, track progress, and learn more about your conditions and how to treat them from leading medical experts. Start your free online visit today at Hims dot com slash James. 
Could you imagine that? There's a whole section just with my name on it. Hymns.com slash James. That's how I how much I am representative of the kind of person who needs hymns. That's HIMS.com slash James for your personalized treatment options. Hymns.com slash James. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See hymns.com slash James for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. One question is for you. So what have you read today? If you were to take what you read today into an analogy and tweet it out, what would you write? Uh, Aha, put you on the spot. Yes, because I've, I've only, well, this is early and I only did chess today. So I would write, uh, one important thing I learned today, when you find a good move, pause for a second and look for a better move. And this applies to this applies to chess and it applies to business. You figure out the pricing plan for a product. Okay, you have a good idea. Okay, now wait, pause, come up with a better idea. So whenever there's a one good idea, there's always a slightly better idea. Whenever there's a good move to make on the chessboard, there's probably a better move to make. Whenever there's a good bet in poker, it's probably a better move and on and on. It's pushing your brain to do a little bit extra work. And that's what makes you better than other people because intelligence is competitive. Some people are more intelligent than other people. And again, this is me speaking. I was thrown out of graduate school and I've been broke repeatedly. So I'm trying to just be as intelligent as I can. I'm not saying I'm intelligent. I'm kind of a, a loser in many respects. And I'm not just saying this in a self-deprecating way. I have to work hard at it to be even mildly intelligent. And I noticed this with the brain fog stuff. Oh man, I had really bad. So I had to work really hard. Another thing is, and this is similar to the do things different, try to surprise people every day. So I always try to surprise Robin. So like, for instance, you know, normally when I wake up and I get a coffee and I'm just wearing a t-shirt and pants, but like the other day I dressed up in a full tuxedo at like six in the morning, just, uh, just to surprise her when she came down, like she would be shocked to see me in a full tuxedo. Cause I'm normally look like a dirt bag. And here I was in a tuxedo. I think that's a good exercise because you also put yourself into uncomfortable situations. And for me, being in an uncomfortable situations, it makes my neurons firing. Like, okay, how do I adapt to this situation? And how can I get myself out of this situation? Like what was the podcast we did that was about doing this in conversation? You know, come up with interesting things to say. Yeah, uh, how to how to talk to a stranger with... Oh, the power uh, of strangers. Yeah, power of stranger with Joe Cohen. Yeah. So, you know, another thing that will make you more intelligent and make you stand out as an intelligent person, again, is not knowledge, but what you do with it. So when I first started my first company, it was called Reset, and we made websites for people, we would meet the client, they would tell us what they wanted on their website, and 100% of the time, everybody in my company knew that they had to do this. We always did something extra. We always created something beyond above and beyond what the client asked for. And believe me, they were never upset. They were always happy to get some great feature for free. Anybody can do this. You don't have to be a company at work. If you're an employee, just do a little bit extra. That might mean coming in a little bit early and doing a little research about what someone else is working on. And maybe you could help them succeed at their job. Helping other people succeed is a great way to rise up at work, but it's also a great way to exercise your intelligence.
the next things I'm about to mention don't seem they're like they're about intelligence, but they very much are. So people always say, oh, I can multitask. I could talk on the phone and drive at the same time. No, you can't. Nobody can multitask. The brain is like a computer, actually. The brain does one thing at a time. It may seem like your brain's doing lots of things at a, at a time, but it's not. And so to be intelligent at any given moment, you kind of have to have a clear head. You can't be stressed. You can't be arguing with your spouse. You have to be in good health. Like when I had COVID, I was not intelligent at all. I was just lying there dead all, all day. And if you're lying around in bed, you're not going to discover new things. Remember, always fall back on, it's not about learning, it's about discovering. Right. So if you're stressed, like if you're always worried, like, how am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to lose my job? What, what's going to happen if there's another lockdown? If you're always worried, then that's what's in your head. Whereas your competitors are discovering things in their head, you're just anxious and worried. So you have to do whatever you can to avoid anxiety and stress. And believe me, I'm an anxious person. I never really was that depressed, it turns out, but I was, I have definitely had like anxiety disorders and panic attacks and all that kind of stuff. And I've had to work hard to deal with that because you can't be creative if you're, if you're anxious all the time, or if you have any emotional baggage, like better to just not talk to your family than to argue with them all day long, every day. That's how you become not intelligent is when you're arguing all the time. That's right. stupid. I feel like if you ha if you have to argue with your family or whoever, you should just set a time on your Google Calendar. This is the only argue time. So then you can focus on task at hand and only yeah. worry about it. Uh, that, that's after. like that's like my technique when I wake up at three in the morning. Uh, oh, right. I I tell my because a lot of times I wake. You ever wake up at three in the morning and you're like really anxious about something? No. Uh, usually when I wake up at three in the morning, it's usually a ghost hunting me. Yeah. Well, ghost <laughs> hunting could be. I hear that happens a lot in China. Like you could, <laughs> no wonder you're Chinese. Uh, but uh, I uh, I wake up like irrationally anxious about things that I know later on I won't be anxious about. So I always tell myself, okay, it's three in the morning. I'm gonna make an appointment with myself at three in the afternoon to discuss this very important issue with my brain. And of course, by three in the afternoon, I realized it was totally irrational and there's no need. But at three in the morning, it seemed very real to be anxious, but you really need sleep. Sleep re-energizes the brain. There's like a, a fluid that it cleans out in the brain when you sleep. And if you don't, I, and I see this again, because of chess, I can measure these things because it's a, there's always a statistical ranking. If I only slept four hours a night for three days in a row, I will play significantly worse than if I slept eight hours a night. Like it makes a difference. If I'm talking on the phone while I'm playing, I will play worse. I could see the dip, the difference when multitasking does on intelligence. So yeah, so that's basically it. And 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 requires work. It requires like putting in the time and you know like working out physically. In about a few weeks, you'll notice a difference. In a month or two, you'll notice a bigger difference. And more and and you'll every day though you'll notice a difference and it gets better and better. Right now we're gonna take this podcast to put what it's called FK. FK what? FK rating? So now that you explain all this, how would you define your version of intelligent and smart? It's about discovering things. It's not about learning. Doing that extra discovery, no matter what it is that you're interested in, that's what sets you apart. That's what makes you intelligent. But again, exercise it every day. You know, it's never too late. And, and again, writers, often the best writers get their start later in life. Yeah, and also one last way to increase your intelligence and smart 
is to listen to the James Altucher show. I know. Well, or you could become very stupid listening to the James <laughs> Altucher show, depending on how much you can't stand my articles or whatever. <laughs> all right. Thanks, James. Uh, I th- I'm going to start doing all this uh, practice, you know, like uh, logic puzzles, games, 10, 9, 10, 8, and do things differently. I think those are going to be very valuable to other people to, and to listen out there. Yeah, particularly now in a world where, uh, in a world, in a world where uh, you could just Google every fact, having information is now a commodity. But what you do with that information, that's what's going to separate the discoverers from the Googlers. Only you can discover new vistas of living for yourself. Enjoy, tweet out if you like this one and tell me what exercises you're doing. And like I mentioned in the other podcast, it's all absurd anyway. It doesn't really matter. So just have fun. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.